So I'm recording what is going to be the last few episodes of When I'm Not Podcasting for this year, 2021. And of course, When I'm Not Podcasting, we'll be back next year. But in the meantime, happy holidays from yours truly, King of Podcasts, even though I'm not a big holiday person per se. But let me go ahead and talk to you about something you should look forward to in 2022, the discussion. As you know, in this program, I talk a lot about cannabis, and I'm going to talk about psychedelics in the very same reign where psychedelics are also being considered a form of treatment that would be alternative that might very well help in a lot of different cases. So we're going to talk about that here on the program. And that's because this weekend, a few different studies, uh, a few different things came out. Some recent studies of MDMA, ketamine, psilocybin mushrooms, and other psychedelics has shown tremendous potential for therapeutic applications. I'm taking this from Rick Doblin and the Guardian newspaper. In the UK. Now, he talks about how he studies for the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, MAPS. So, I have uh, had the chance to go ahead and book MAPS onto Cannabis Radio, where it's one of my full-time commitments. And we talked to the folks there about their work in that. So, there's a number of things they have found out in results of their most recent advanced trial of psychedelic therapy to date. So they did a phase three trial of MDMA-assisted therapy for PTSD, and 80% of the participants who received MDMA with in conjunction with trauma-focused therapy experienced a clinically significant reduction in symptoms. 67% no longer met the criteria for a PTSD diagnosis, and many participants reported the MDMA assisted health therapy, helping them address the root cause of their trauma for the first time. So this is actual research being done by this multi, multi, multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies. Uh, they've been around since 1985, by the way, and they've been researching MDMA since 1992. So, you know, take it for what they're worth. There's other things where they're talking about where ketamine studies they talk about have shown promise for chronic, chronic suicidal tendencies, PTSD symptoms, and depression. And legal ketamine clinics, which pair therapy with a drug, can play a key role in maximizing the benefits and reducing the risks of the psychedelic experience. And then also, psilocybin-assisted therapy is a breakthrough therapy for depression. Ibogaine may be an effective treatment for opioid use disorder. So there's a lot of different things that are going on with this, and that's what's going on right now. So Virginia Tech has also brought on the same information. One in five U.S. adults will experience a mental illness in their lifetime, according to the National Alliance of Mental Health. So there was a Virginia Tech researcher that has joined a re renaissance of research on a long band class of psychedelics, combating several forms of mental illness, and in mice have achieved long-lasting results from just one dose. So Cheng Lu, the... the with the Fred W. Bull Professor of Chemical Engineering in the College of Engineering at Virginia Tech, excuse me, at Virginia Commonwealth University, VCU, has been studying the epigenomic effects for psychedelics. His findings give insight onto how psilocybin, mescaline, LSD, and similar drugs may relieve symptoms of addiction, anxiety, depression, and PTSD, and they appear to work faster and longer than current medications, all with fewer side effects. 
This is a brain, This is a groundbreaking thing that's happening now. We're learning about it. There are conferences talking about it. There are a lot of different things that are talking about it right now. This is something you should keep an eye on. When you talk about legalization for cannabis, the same thing's going to go for psychedelics. That we're going to start hearing more about this. There's a lot of things we're going to hear about in terms of new technology, new health, innovations. This is one of them. I mean, you're going to hear about this more and more. Now, the re- human clinical trials that they did would be able to do with substances taking blood and urine samples, samples and observing behaviors. But there's behavioral data that will tell you the result, but it doesn't tell you why it works in a certain way. So there's a lot in the story that talks about what this professor did to learn about what he found out. There's a whole different thing. So here's what we have. According to some work by other researchers, primarily with psilocybin, it's found in more than 200 species of fungi. It's been said that psychedelics have shown promise in alleviating major depression, anxiety, disorders, inducing profound effects in perception, but can also actually induce behavioral effects in mice. Now, the person that talked about this here is a pharmacologist that worked with Cheng Lu, the professor, uh, Javier Gonzalez Maeso, who has studied psychedelics back as far as the 1960s. And he used a lot of things to administer to mice that were trained for certain triggers. And Lou's lab analyzed brain samples for changes in the epigenome and the gene expression. And the variations were generally more long-lasting than the changes in gene expression, thus more likely to link with the long-term effects of a psychedelic. Now, they took what is, I'm not even going to try it, it's called a DOI, but you can take a look and find how, how to pronounce it yourself. But after one dose of this particular piece of psilocybin they said the mice had reacted to fear triggers no longer responded to them with anxious behaviors their brains also showed effects even after the substance was no longer detectable in the tissues now of course it's mice they're using but we got human chemical trials as well just saying you already have an organization that's been doing this for decades studying psilocybin studying all areas of psychedelics and now you're even having professors and pharmacologists at Virginia Commonwealth University that is looking at the same thing. And also, I must mention that Virginia Tech also did the same thing on this as well. So you're getting more people looking into this. So eventually, you're going to have to find out what comes afterwards. What could also be found out? And that's what's important. There's a whole lot to go behind it. And in the story here that I take from SciTech Daily, they actually have a reference to the reference of, of the actual studies that are being done at VCU and Virginia Tech and all that. So you can take a look at that for yourselves and just learn about what's going on here. Now, going back to the story from The Guardian, we know that already what's happened is that last year, Oregon became the first USA to decriminalize the possession of most drugs and create a system for supervised psilocybin experiences. Right now, California, Vermont, and Hawaii are actively considering new legal frameworks for psychedelics. Texas is directing state funding to research. And because of the epidemic of veteran suicide, USVA is hosting small psychedelic-assisted therapy trials. And members of Congress are supporting federal funding. Lawmakers, regulators, funders, insurance providers, and therapists taking a clear-eyed look at the research may be surprised to find their fears dissolving. So that's what's going on. There's much more to this. I'm going to bring it up, and I'll keep an eye on this for you. Let you know if there's anything else you should know. 
In the meantime, let's go ahead and leave this here, and I'll come back to you with another episode of What I'm Not Podcasting coming up. Stay tuned.